Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. Welcome and hello, because you are listening to The Monarch Files, your weekly breakdown of each episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, part of the Watching Now series on Couch Soup. Be sure to subscribe to keep up with all the monster action and like and comment with what you thought of this week's episode. On the task force this week, we have Brandy. Hello. And Tom. Howdy. And of course, me, your host, Dan Morris. We are shy one this week <clears throat> because it's almost christmas but we're still here telling you what how it is in the world of monarch we had an interesting episode this week so let's jump right into it and talk about our non-spoiler first impressions for episode seven will the real may please stand up take us away brandy <laughs> no, let's try that again what <laughs> just fart noise I leave it in. Is leave that the in. dude from Ahsoka making a guest appearance? <laughs> no, like it, it was fine. Like, I mean, there are a lot of like really good theories coming in now. So that's kind of exciting. A little bit more. Uh, I don't know. Interesting tidbits that were kind of connecting the dots between some of the, the later movies. So that's exciting. Um, but there were just some things in this episode that just like just not necessary so yeah mm. whatevs and how about you Tom? i agree there were some things that just didn't have to be there or they could i could have done without but like it was still a fun time like when a certain character showed up like in the first five minutes i did laugh because i mm. thought it was so stupid it was funny um you guys know um mm-hmm. And yeah, it was like I said, the interesting lots of theories. It feels like it's ramping up to an end, but also it's introducing new elements when there's only three episodes left. So I'm just like, why are you doing it like this? Overall, fun enough. Not my favorite episode, but not the worst. Yeah, I'm up there too. It's like it's a it was a decent episode. Um there was a lot of theories and predictions that I've had mm-hmm. that have coming to fruition. 
um, some good, some bad. And I'm glad that we're starting to see some more tie-ins to the movies, like you guys said as well. Uh, so with that, let's just jump right into it with our spoiler review. The big epic opening to this episode is Tim rises out of the earth like Godzilla. Like Godzilla. <laughs> it, was, it was so stupid. And I, like I was sitting there, it was like nearly one in the morning. And the first thing I see is just Tim. Just like, I'm like how the, oh, and I, I, I loved it because it was so stupid. It was so good. We laugh and also it was like, yeah, Tim. <laughs> but then like all I could think in my mind was just Lily just going, fucking Tim. <laughs> in like he's in her in her mm-hmm. accent just like oh, yeah i don't know i really enjoyed that opening shot with him just coming up out of the dirt and just like shaking himself off and he's just like what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah like that was great and it's like i see like, i told you tim survived somehow but also like how did he get flung so from the helicopter but not die because like you, the helicopter you can see in the background but then tim's like in a underneath a bunch of sand like over here it's like, did you get flung and not break any bones and like still survive? How? Because he was in the middle of all those dudes in the helicopter. Mm. He was part Maybe of the dude's sandwich. Like, he was in the dude's sandwich. Yeah. Maybe they were all strapped in, but he wasn't. And then he like kind of slipped out the middle and like fell into a big just, pile of freshly just, dusted just sand that Godzilla left behind. Out the middle. Just, <laughs> are you saying that he slipped through the dude crack? That's right. Yes. The, the crack mm-hmm. and the dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways besides that epic intro with tim uh still being alive and rising out of the the, the ashes of <laughs> godzilla's wake which i love the just the comparison like they're shot side by side you could have godzilla rising up and tim rising up and they're like identical shots can we do that yeah <laughs> it, it shall like, be done like, who is more epic godzilla or the tim or tim <laughs> majestic and terrifying mm-hmm so we we cut to Kate and Kentaro who are now at this airport in that little village that they were making their way towards that's somewhere in the middle of the desert. Um, and they're talking about what their dad was doing out there and why he was there. Kentaro's clearly upset about it and he's just kind of like, I don't care anymore. I'm done. He clearly didn't care that we were there. And then... Mm, fuck that guy. <laughs> hey, screw that guy. He just, he just, just runs away when he sees his kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kate, Kate realizes that May's not around and is like, oh no, where'd May go? So she goes looking for her. And then we cut to a scene of May in the bathroom and some dudes in black suits show up. She says something about kidnapping and then we get the intro. Cool. All right. Things are just happening. I don't know where those dudes in the suits came from. I don't know how they found her. Yeah. I was going to say, like, how did they even find her? Because, like, I know Monarch was tracking them, but, like, did, are they just monitoring every she airport? Did, she did say that that if she got her money, then they'd be able to track her. Like if she mm. used, like she said mm. something about that. In she the said that she did have money. Yeah. She, she got them first class. Yeah, okay. I she bought the tickets, so she, like they were able to track her that they way. They probably could have stuck a little line of exposition in there to yeah. make sure that we understood that. But I get, yeah. I get you. I got but you also, now. Then I'm assuming they got the tickets like relatively like they were time between where last episode ended and this one wasn't that long. They're the real time lords and the guys in suits because they just kind of were like we're here now. Yeah, 
I mean, they they probably were tracking something because mm. her former boss obviously knew what she was doing there. Seemed like true, true. Fucking yeah. creepy people. So. Mm. Coming back off the intro, we find Kate in the bathroom and she can see that May's stuff is there, but May's not. Uh, and Kate just instinctively knows that something is wrong. So she's like, we got to find May. Uh, initially, I didn't pick up on her right away, but then realized that Kate was actually coming into the bathroom saying, I'm sorry, I told you to go to hell. So somewhere along those lines, she started to feel remorse about telling May off and changed her mind. Turnaround. Pretty mm. quick turnaround. Pretty quick. Like, like that was... That was something that I kind of stuck in me. Like, so end of last episode, you're like, go away. I don't want anything to do with you. Meh. And then the start of this episode, when we first kept meet up with them again, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Blah, blah. It's like, you were holding grudges like for multi episodes before. And now <laughs> like at the drop of a hat, you're fine. It's like, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. So we get um, a flashback of May who is interviewing or I guess being wine and dined by some, uh, like CEO for a company for her skills with computers and whatnot. Uh, and she offers her some big fat payday for joining this company called AET. Then we go back into the present day where Kate and Kentaro are trying to find May and they're making their way to the airport. And who do they see who come walking in the front door? Tim! Tim! Our boy Tim. And he... <laughs> <laughs> does not look happy he is having a bad day he is very rough and kate just runs over and starts wailing on him and so like immediately <laughs> yeah. assumes he you saw him crash in a helicopter right like that hey, just you happened <laughs> you saw him eat shit so it's like can you how does she assume that he's somehow recuperated and is now anyways <laughs> ah, she's just yeah. mad at monarch yeah. yeah i think she just assumed monarch had something to do with it so she comes at him Tim is clearly just like, ah, I just back off. Like, I've had a bad yeah, day. Like, I've talk had a weird hand. day. And like, <laughs> she, talk, talk to hand. I, I was enjoying the part where she's like laying into him and he's just like chugging the bottle down. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? And I, I, my, my thought was like, I'm trying to not die. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get hydrated. Like, Tim's, and then he's like, how are you? I'm uh, trying to get hydrated. Figure out a way to get the hell out of here. How are you? <laughs> just, just like nonchalant like how are you tim's whole attitude in this episode is uh it's very good it's yeah, very good i enjoyed it a lot yeah so uh kate says something about how duval had this thing with may that she could call and give up their position with some deal which tim clearly wasn't aware of he says that you know him and duval weren't exactly on the same page uh, and then he also explains to the kids the greatness of the original monarch and the legacy that they yeah, they, they, from, they hold yeah. through their parents. They have a legacy of monsters. The legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go off to the side <laughs> to have a little chat. I fell. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I committed too hard and I fell. Hold the tin. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bad can you please zoom in on that just the knee <laughs> I was trying to be like funny and then I lost leverage <laughs> no one wants to lost the leverage center of gravity bitches <laughs> so 
Kay and Kentaro break off to have a side chat. Tim calls the Monarch home base and talks to Verdugo. Verdugo is asking about the team and he's like, oh no, they're gone. Yeah, Godzilla popped Mm -hmm. up and she was like, wait, what Godzilla? And he's like, yeah, he just kind of like appeared out of nowhere and they're dead. Um, (laughs) Anyway, how's your Monday going? How's it going? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he tells Verdugo that he's going to try to help the Randy kids look for their friend May. And he's like, they said that she was kidnapped. And then he's like, wait, we didn't kidnap her, did we? (laughs) Like, Mm. like, did we do that? Check bases. Just want to make sure. Yeah, Yeah, so... But what I liked about that part as well is like because Verdugo was like, no, you need to come in. You need we need a debrief. I need to know everything that happened. He just goes, Godzilla was there. He popped up. People died. Whoop de doo. You're briefed. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, it was big. It was scary. It was fucked up. He's yeah. gone again. And then I go- it came and then out Hiro- of nothing. He went to nothing. So there's your brief. Hiro- Hiroshi was there, and he had a thinny majiggy and drove away. Lol. Mm. <laughs> but he didn't know about that. Tim didn't know about that until Kate said True. something. Mm-hmm. True. He had no idea that yeah. Hiroshi was there. Which comes in the scene mean, after mm-hmm. this next scene. But go ahead and Tom. Oh no, I'll, I'll go after that. Go next. Okay. Yes, because there's another on. scene first that goes to Alaska at Outpost 88, where there are suddenly these really like militaristic armed men coming into this facility, very reminiscent of the scenes in King of the Monsters with the terrorist mm-hmm. group. And there we find Dr. Barnes, the professor, doctor lady that we've seen in a few times before. From she's Utah. Looking at the Utah. gamma spikes. She's got the monster energy drinks. Mm-hmm. She's got to go to the bathroom. And then if we get Shaw and Duvall are part of this squad of scary looking people come marching in and they just, very casually, like, yeah, we're taking this place over. You can go, but this is ours now. Barnes comes back and sees what's happening, and then she just narrowly escapes being seen by Duval in some, you know, fun little, like, ah, okay, no, that, that wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about Shaw now. Mm. Like, I thought he was a good guy. And even, like, in the end of the episode, like, I guess he does good in a way. Also, it's just like you're kind of becoming a bit of a dick. <laughs> like you and Duval, like they're just trying to like figure stuff out, and then you're coming in, be like, "Cool, this is ours now. We're forcefully taking this over." It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't shoot I, anybody. They didn't shoot anybody, and they told people they could leave freely. But still, it just but it's, they it's, they needed all of the 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 explosives, all of the yeah. stuff, all the you're, stuff. Not not red flag, orange flag. He's like, he's almost. Because mm, eh, I think with the, the gamma, you know, spikes and whatnot, that meant that maybe like another Titan was coming. Like, because yeah. that one with the, the squid face, whatever it was, um, yeah. they had never seen that before. So I assume it came from that rift. That's mm. my assumption. So to help Godzilla, as he said, close the rift, close, no more yeah. Titans come out. That's, That's just my thought. Yeah. Yeah. He could be like that rogue cop, you know, that doesn't play by the rules at this point where he's like, I'm going to get shit done my way because that's the only yeah, way it's going to happen. Yeah, because Monarch isn't fucking doing it. They're just like, ooh, pretty colors. Ooh, <laughs> pretty gamma spikes. But we're snap, not going to do anything snap. about it. Ooh. Yeah. True. But colors are pretty. They are pretty. Yes. They are pretty colors. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So, anyways, back in now, Nigeria. <laughs> anyways, in now we're at the point where uh, Kate is telling Tim about Hiroshi being there with the the device that's like calling Godzilla and. Tim also explains more about his experience with Hiroshi and working with him at Monarch, and he also agrees to help them look for May. I there's actually also a scene before this where it was like the brother sister talk mm-hmm. between Kentaro and Kate, and I just like that because like it's just so much so different from like when they start started the series, and now even though they're probably not as close as they can be, but they're still very much like they run things by each other more. They try and like work things out instead of just being like. Yeah, yeah, screw you, screw you. Yeah, and even like it made it showed us that Kentaro still cares about May because Kate's like, if you tell me right now that if she can eat shit and die, mm-hmm. then we'll just get on a plane and go home. And then he still couldn't, which leads into the very end of the episode, which made me want to puke. But you know, we'll get there in a second. So leading up to that, we finally got the first real flashback of May, who we immediately learn who her name is actually Cora. Not May. Big surprise there, right? Uh, and she is going to be starting this new job at this company called AET. She's like going through the company with the lady that did like the the wine and dining with her, kind of like telling her about the the, the company that they're working for. And she mentions that they are going through this rebranding. She also mentions a Walter, which at first glance, you might not think twice about it, but it, it becomes relevant. So that's why I'm mentioning these key aspects. Um, and that's where May also talks about her code being used for a division called the Cybernetic Neuro Interface Unit, which to me was immediately like ding, 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 ding. Dun, like, dun, dun. Oh, I've mm-hmm. just connected the dots. Yes. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. yes. Yes. then when yeah. May questions that or Cora, as her, we know her real name to be now, she immediately gets shot down because she says, I want to be a part of the Cybernetic Neuro Interface Unit. And the boss lady was like, that's above your pay grade and it's because that's like their secret military whatever giant we're developing monster tech <laughs> essentially like yeah. black uh, even though even though they didn't know about monsters yet because this was like before g-day well, this mm-hmm. is this was it would have been yeah yeah this would have been was, a few years before that yeah because yeah, they said 30 months ago they didn't they didn't couldn't just say like two three years ago they had to go 30 well, the months. original flashback was three years prior so that would have been right. the year before uh, or two years before g-day yeah give or take because she had been in japan for two years one of those years would have been g-day 2014 and then the following year yeah right. somewhere around the timelines timey-wimey so they were working on the early tech anyways that we're gonna find out that may is not too big of a fan of uh, so then we get to another scene where Verdugo is talking to Barnes, who's telling them about the people that are taking over the base. And we see uh, a shot of Shaw uncovering some boxes with explosives in them. And he tells Duval that, take it all. Take it all. Take it all. It's like, this is where you kind of get this weird, like, wait, what happened? Like, w- did we miss something between the last episode and this episode where now Shaw and Duval are like... Buddy, buddy. Well... The whole military like unit that they have now that's very focused and very on point. And Duval is like, yeah. you know, the colonel gave an order, you know, all of a sudden they're this mm-hmm. very focused yeah. group and they're very quiet too. And it's like they yeah, give this I, impression of bad guys almost. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. It, it does feel like we missed some development on that end. Mm. Um, but I think that's again just a 
a problem with only being 10 episodes. Pacing that um, you have to yeah, squeeze in. But yeah, I also like, think that it's like, uh, we're going to make them seem like bad guys. You know how like be. sometimes they always yeah. say, okay, well, we're going to make these people like a bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah. Like we're going to make these people seem like bad guys, but they're really not. I don't know. Yeah. They could be. Mm-hmm. It could be a, could a be. fun twist where like Shaw is just playing Duval and every, all the others who want to, you know, stop the kaiju, but then Shaw's kind of gone off the deep end with too much G fuel. And, you know, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like there's still something about grim. Shaw's past we're missing. And I'm, I'm sure that's going to come in one of the future episodes. Where it's going to come out. We're going right? to learn something that happened in the past with Shaw that directly influences his mindset and decision-making now in the present day. So I, I'm sure that's going to happen somewhere in the near future. I, Cause yeah, I just, I was just from how he's, he's acting now and everything. My thoughts just, if you remember like Pacific Rim uprising, that mm. one where like the, one of the good guys in the first movie gets like his brain messed with by the, the aliens and then helps him. And then like, he's a good guy halfway through. And, and I'm just thinking like, is Shaw being manipulated somehow by something? Or is he just going crazy? I don't know. Mm. Maybe, maybe he is a good guy. We then find ourselves into Washington State where Tim, Kate, and Kentaro have made their way to the last known address of May, which is her parents' house. And this is an interesting scene that I, I it kind of lost me a little bit, but at least it was funny going into it where Tim was all like, uh, follow my lead, you know, and then he trips. <laughs> on the like, curb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was like, he starts ah, talking about the manga stuff, and he obviously uh, I, he obviously I, I was, knows. <laughs> I was funny. cringing so hard at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it; it was funny. Like the the hidden on the curb, I was like, "That's funny. I like you now." And then it's like, "Oh, we're a manga group where it's a middle aged man." That was the and worst two young adults lie. Yeah. Try to like, you, yeah, we know your then, your daughter, and we we're trying to catch it, up with her because we're from an online and, manga mm-hmm. group, and it's like. And, and he goes like shoujo. It's like, dude, why the fuck? Not why? Just I don't. And I was just like going like, Jesus Christ, man, just shut your mouth. They're not buying <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, he got a little too excited. It was pretty funny. But I guess it works yeah, in the context where May's sister was like, "Yeah, I don't trust these motherfuckers." <laughs> so that's yeah. where they were like did you see the look on her face you know and then uh they see the sister leaving and they're gonna follow her which is probably one of the most awkward but funny scenes in a show or movie i've ever <laughs> seen where people following somebody and they're like bickering about it mm-hmm. it was weird because like the, the bickering was like we were looking at them but then like it didn't look like the car was exactly matching up so it's like you did this after the fact but it's still funny yeah, yeah. like the end of the parking lot it's just like I told you we you would lose her. I didn't lose her. Did. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay. Uh, but we get a quick flashback too of May, assumingly back in like the two, three or two years prior to where she's working for that company, and there's a big party at her family's house, and her phone starts blowing up with all these messages about something going wrong at work, and there's a message from Holland, who I'm assuming is the boss lady, saying, "I know you did this." And then it cuts to her in her room, like packing bags and things. And her sister comes in and she's like, I got to go. Give me your passport. I love you. I'm gone. So it's like, okay, this is all the things that we knew were coming with May that she was being all secretive about it. Yeah. And as soon as I heard her say, give me your passport, I'm like, damn, I was 
I was wrong. You guys were all right, and I was wrong. It, is, <laughs> it was her sister's passport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> we now get a shot of Cora slash May, where she's at AET talking to Holland again. It took me a minute to figure this out, but... um. Like, because the way it jumps between present and past with May at the company, it was like, wait, is this now or is this then? But this is a shot in the past where she's hacking one of their computer systems and she goes into the secure room. And that's where she finds these monkeys who are being experimented on with like these neural link caps. Mm -hmm. Small monkey. Like, not big monkeys. Small small monkeys. Regular regular monkeys. Not big old kaiju monkeys. Yeah. I, I did feel bad for monkey. But then mm-hmm. when they did the, the close-up on the monkey face, I'm like, that. I get it that's not a real monkey, but it looked not good. Yeah, it was interesting, like, her seeing that, like, she had this look like she was about to throw up. Like, it yeah. obviously she deeply affected her. Yeah. Oh, one thing I also did notice, when she w- first walked down in all the computer screens, I think I saw the Monarch logo on one of them. I thought so, too. There was one of the screens uh, in the a, lab. There was a no. quick flash. Really? It looked like the Monarch yeah. logo on yeah. one of the oh. screens. Oh. So, like, maybe that's maybe it started as a joint venture between Monarch and them. Mm. But then maybe when Monarch found out, like, more about it, they were like, oh, oh, no. Maybe. Or maybe they're hacking into Monarch. Hmm. All that that's true theories because because <laughs> they knew mm. where may was so we go back to what is the like present day where holland is talking to may and she's explaining like their situation and may is like well you would have called the cops by now if you were gonna prosecute me and then she says you know we handle things internally and then we get the bitch Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what what does that it's mean never exactly? a good thing. like corporate espionage <laughs> yeah, like, it means you're doing so much illegal stuff you don't want anyone to know right mm-hmm. uh so then tim or uh tim kate and kentaro show up and they are like okay this is the building this is where may is we're gonna go in there but how do we do that uh, and Kate says something about like a rescue system through Monarch and <laughs> Tim has that like uh, kind of and then we get this <laughs> shot of people in their normal day of lives getting like kind of like an amber alert goes off on their phone but it's for mm-hmm. like a kaiju event Godzilla. essentially yeah. so dun, dun, some dun. sort of early warning system that alerts the people that there's a kaiju coming so everybody starts scattering Imagine if they played the Godzilla theme during that and everyone would it'd like trick the audience like, it's going to be, is oh, there? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> lizard? Lizard? Uh, uh, big lizard? Okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was, spoiler, there is no, there is no monster. The best part episode. of that moment in the show was there's a, a cut to Verdugo riding in the back of some big SUV and she sees the alert go off and then she just goes, Tim. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> like she just knew it was Tim. Just like, Tim. Just like just the tire, just like fucking god damn it, Tim. <laughs> like that moment alone was like one of my favorites in this episode for some reason. Uh, it's for a good reason, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But then of course we get the convenience of Holland, uh May's old boss, kind of just knows 
that her friends are coming looking for her and like she like they show a shot of like the security cameras with Tim and Kate and Katara run into the building and like okay she just knows these things and she knew that May was in the desert she knows that she was a part of this event with Godzilla she just knows everything apparently mm. it's creepy do we think that maybe she was letting May or Cora go until she ran into something like that probably why not like, was like now she can use her because also, I think in this part also, she also offered the the choice of like, do you want to be my inside spy? Mm-hmm. So maybe she was just hoping that because she's so connected to like finding new, like helping and finding all the nooks and crannies, maybe she was like hedging bets like, cool, we're going to wait till you become an inside person for Monarch for us, maybe. Well, yeah, she does that. She where she offers her to be a spy for her within Monarch, essentially. Or yeah. go to prison or be charged, you know, federally. Slate wiped clean if you yeah. tell us about all the kaiju. If you give us details, mm-hmm. we won't put you in prison for life. Pretty mm. please. <laughs> <laughs> Which ties into a scene at the end of the show, too, that I'll come back around to. But before that, that's where the gang shows up and May just kind of immediately apologizes for everything. Where yeah. it's like, oh, okay. But then ask him to go away. But then she's but like, Kate, yeah, you got to leave me alone. And But Kate is like really desperate to try to help her and save her. And it's like all of a sudden, Kate just seems like almost clingy in her attempts it was, to. It was weird and annoying. I didn't like it. like, wait, what happened all of a sudden where Kate's just like, no, you got to come home. Like, yeah, like that was, that's my big thing. Like with Kate's character, especially just like with regards to me, it's just a quick turn. Like mm-hmm. the end of one's episode is like, I want nothing to do with you. Eat shit and die. And yet now it's just like, no, we have to save her. She's our friend. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, she sold you out. Like, <laughs> Yeah. She fucked you over, dude. Like she led it, led you a bunch of ex-monarch people to your dad who you just wanted to say hi to and which, and then it's just fucked. It's like, Christ, pick, pick a side is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. get at here. But the uh, inevitable problem here is now she loves me. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Which is something that I hinted at a couple of episodes back where mm-hmm. both, yeah, I believe it was you, t- uh, Tom, and Lily were like, no, I don't think that's what's happening here. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I didn't, well, think, it, I didn't think it was. Like, I thought she was just trying to be a friend. And I don't know. Those, those shots down. were just way too intimate. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, looking back, especially like when they were like in San Francisco now, this mm-hmm. adds a whole new like aspect to it and I hate it. I don't yeah. like it. I don't either. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a second as well. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Right. So before that, then of course there's the they leave the building without May and uh they get picked up by Monarch. So Verdugo's there, they all get shoveled into this SUV and Verdugo's just like had enough with everybody's shenanigans, but Kate is basically saying, You need us to find Shaw. So if you want us to find Shaw, help us with our friend May. Okay, so now Monarch's <laughs> gonna step in and help uh-huh. May for some reason. And mm-hmm. um I don't know. It's just the way that some of these scenes kind of like jumped back and forth. It was like uh, if, uh, mm. The pacing with Yager, especially like, yeah, they just jumped to and from, like, especially in the same timeline as well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in the previous episodes, it would jump back between different times, but this one was just jumping in the same timeline mm-hmm. or same point in time. So, yeah, because then there's a lot really- of like quick back and forth within the same 
few hours, I assume, because then the next scene right after that is May in the office with Holland again. Like she stayed behind, but she tells Holland, I'm going to answer for my crimes. I'm the only one that's going to get hurt by my actions. And she's kind of like admitting uh, fault to everything, her guilt to everything that she's done. And I don't know. I was having a hard time reading exactly what she was trying to do it seemed like she was gonna blow her off i'm not sure but either way the phone rings and they hear that monarch wants to make uh, an appointment with the boss and then bang may's home so mm-hmm. they must have had a pretty sweet deal uh, yeah yes. i'm wondering what sweet. that deal was a sweet sweet head of something mm-hmm. yeah but yeah dan said the same thing mm-hmm. the head but I'm like, but it was the, it was the other the terrorists the terrorists that, that got the head. Yeah, if you look well, at Godzilla 2014 or not 2014 King of the Monsters, I mean the after the credit scene in that movie had the terrorist group getting the head and saying we're going to sell this on the black market. Mm-hmm. And as far as we know, that was the only head that survived the events of so King of the Monsters. Probably sold it to Walter Simmons. Assumingly, yes. Or maybe then they just got all of their kaiju research, especially like which could be how they could utilize the head. Well, again, mm-hmm. have but like the, how they could use it because assuming they have research data on Ghidorah already, we're assuming that they've already got a base there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we don't see it, I mean, of course, at this point in this show, this is before anyone even knows about Ghidorah in the show, at least, right? In the show, yeah. right. So yeah, May winds up home. Everybody's happy. Yay, May's back. Yay, May's home. Uh, and then we get this scene where Tim is in the car with Verdugo and they're talking about the the Kaiju alert that Tim triggered and how they're going to handle it. And this is where Tim chimes up and says, this is where I think you, Verdugo, and Monarch need to be public and come out of the shadows. Basically saying that Monarch needs to become a forward-facing entity that... <laughs> is openly telling people what they're doing and why, which mm-hmm. I'm wondering why to not be that so, secret organization to be like, so they can yeah. better prepare. So they, mean, can better help. they can better you help. Think people so? then. I think that's so Tim's like, ideals. Like that's what Tim yeah. would prefer that Monarch is trying to help people. Like, okay, stop looking at the pretty lights and do <laughs> something about the pretty lights. Yeah. Yeah, and it, okay. I guess it just also it also means that like they may have a bit more like I guess backing from the public. So because currently they're only got like the government, like the yeah. they're the only ones who right. are funny. So if they would get from the show to the public, then the public are like, cool. These guys are trying to help us. Then they could have more leverage. Like we need to help these people. They want our help. Give us more shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. leverage versus against yeah. the government. Okay. It makes sense, at least that, that that's because you. If you think about how Monarch goes from basically a secret organization to like everybody seems to know what Monarch is by King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. I guess that's where it would make sense that that's tying that all in together. So mm-hmm. that we uh, find that Kate and Kantara are leaving the building. They seem like they're getting ready to go to their next destination, and May's there waiting for them, and just like. Hey, I want to go with you guys. I want to help. And Kate's like, but you just got back with your family. And May's just like, that's fine. I can call them anytime I want now. Like, you've been gone for two, Two three years. years. (laughs) Two years, minimal contact. Ah, she'll be right. 
Like, and your family was cool with you just being like, later, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Big hug. <laughs> okay, bye. See ya. Hugs and uh, kisses. Bye. And then this is the first shot we also see where Kate and May have a really like deep Ugh. hug. That's like, that's not a friend hug. Okay. Stupid. I hate it. It's dumb. Like, I'm not against the notion, but I feel like it's just so forced in the context that, of the storyline. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not necessary. Yeah. Like, it's... it's so, like, I would just want to be clear that it's like... Sense. I have nothing against the relationship itself. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't care about Kate and May being together. It's just in the context of what we've seen in the story so far. It's just like, how is this happening naturally? It doesn't yeah. feel necessary and it doesn't and then, feel natural. And also, like, the pan away, like, to Kentaro in the back. Mm. And it's just like, why are you now making him look so sad? And they're like, oh, we're lovey It's like, we don't need a love triangle with two half-siblings and a third person. We don't need that, especially with only three episodes left. And mm -hmm. I swear yeah. to God, if a whole episode's dedicated to this whole, like, relationship drama, it's going to be so stupid. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm going to be frustrated that there's going to be too much time focused on that and less monster smashy smash action that I need to happen in the last few episodes of this show. Yeah. So we and do get... I, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And I was just going to say, like, I have a, I have a strong... Like, I, I joked about it before, but, like, I have a strong feeling, like, either half of an episode or full episode is going to be dedicated just to this. No. Mm, I hope no. not. So Verdugo does do the press conference. She goes public and tells everybody about what Monarch is and says that Monarch was the reason that they had that Kaiju alert and that's it's technology they've been working on trying to implement to help prevent and or at least give early warnings on a G-Day scale event. And during that discussion of their announcement, this is where we see the, sh the footage of uh, Kate embracing May in the car and Kentaro's clearly like, like he just gives like the biggest side eye to like how is this happening right now it's just especially because like they built up his and may's relationship like as and like this like oh are they still going to get back together whatever and yeah like this just it just feels so like just out of nowhere we need to at least shout out to lily we already know lily's thoughts on it she couldn't be here for this recording mm -hmm. but we also already know that she was very very upset. Very salty. Yeah. yeah. She, she was very upset. So if she was here right now, she'd be all, it would just be all the salt. Lily, Angry just, face. Yeah. Just okay. In her own words, mm. and how they are pushing Kentaro completely in the back is just upsetting at this point. Yeah. That, that was her general thoughts plus, you know, gross throw up emojis. Yeah. Yeah. So all that was very like, ugh. but. One little saving grace, the, the end scenes after that are all like kind of little bows on this episode because they add a lot to theories as well as what we expect to happen in the show. Because then we get this uh, closing shot with Holland on the phone who she is talking to Mr. Simmons, which this is Walter Simmons from Godzilla vs. Kong. And he is the head of Apex Cybernetics, which then we get that pan shot where Holland says, you know, I like the the product we have here. And you see the transition of the AET to Apex. And you're like, the rebrand. this mm -hmm. is the birth Mecha of Apex. Godzilla. Yeah, the Mecha. company who makes Mechagodzilla for King of the Mar yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. So yeah. that was a big like, ooh, okay, now we're starting to get more of those threads and attachments of how okay. this all ties together. 
I just thought of something. Yes. So you remember when Holland was talking to May and she looked at her phone with the the kaiju alert thing Mm -hmm. and she's like we would have gotten an early warning so she would have gotten a warning on top of the warning that the public gets before monarch put out a warning before monarch put out a warning so why is that well maybe hmm, maybe that's the the monarch symbol looking back like maybe they have some monarch tech but not so they would know before Well, you got to imagine, think about like, if you think of Walter Simmons' ambitions in Godzilla versus Kong, they were clearly working on this technology for a while. And Mm -hmm. he has that, uh, I believe it's a monologue where he's talking about, you know, when Godzilla became a thing and made it so that humans aren't the dominant species on the planet. He was like, I'm going to make humans the dominant species on the planet again. So it was probably something like the minute Godzilla became public knowledge, that was where they shifted all of AET, but then becoming Apex's resources into that pursuit. So do you think because they had the neural interface and it was meant to help people, right? but as soon as they realized, oh, we need to shift gears. They're going to start making the, uh, the Pacific Rim uh, Jaegers. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. I already think they've got their fingers in everything before... They made a deal with Verdugo, to be honest. Yeah. Well, maybe that could be another reason why they go. They went public. So yeah. then even if the deal might be bad in the long run for everyone, if the people are aware of Monarch, they can at least help more or put out more information to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one last final scene in this episode, which, Man, there's a lot to unpack there and try to understand because <laughs> we get this final scene where Duval and Shaw's little military group is back at the Alaska rift that they saw in the earlier episodes with the the freezy sucky breath kaiju and they've set up a what bunch a, of explosives. Squidward. Squidward. The, Squidward. the Squidward cat monster thing. And they are getting ready to initiate some sort of operation. And Shaw has this line where he was like, you know, wait till you see this. Which tells me he's done this before. Mm-hmm. He's done this. Like, like, so what they ended up doing is they start setting off these charges. You see like the Kaiju monster getting blown up. Then the rift starts to like cave in on itself. And ultimately. Like it, tor- it, and there's this like funnel of like. It's like a tornado. Yeah. 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 There's like this surge of energy that creates this giant vortex that eventually like implodes, implodes in on itself yeah. and seals or closes off the opening. And Shaw is very happy about this. And again, it still it seems like this is something he's done before. So that's where I'm like now I'm waiting for the flashback where past Shaw mm-hmm. does this. Where he closes a rift. Do we think he just has a vendetta against monsters now? Because of what happened with Keiko. Could be. Could be. And because, and maybe that's why he's also, it could be against Monarch in the, the current, because again, they're not doing anything, but also maybe it's a way to get back at Billy. Because Billy ch- kept trying to research and learn more where Shaw would be just like, let's just kill these mofos. And then because Godzilla, mm. Godzilla helps to kill them, he's like, cool, I'm G with this one, but fuck everyone else. Mm. There was an initial thought during that scene, too, that I was like, oh, I wonder if this is how they open up the outpost 
for Kong in Godzilla versus Kong, but it, it, that's not the case because this happened in Alaska, but the, the, the opening to the Hollow Earth that they used in Kong was in Antarctica. So it's like, okay, this is just a separate entrance. Separate thing. Yeah, so that doesn't tie in there. But either way, this is still like, who knows where Shaw's mindset is at this point. We're going to have to just see what happens in the next few episodes of yeah what i i yeah i think we, we're gonna get answers next episode because i think the description mm-hmm. was like they confront shaw um yes i have that here would, too actually to discuss yeah. the preview for the next episode yeah i i don't know how i feel about it i don't know if shaw's now gonna be gonna be like a twist bad guy or if there's gonna <laughs> be another twist and there's no bad guy it's i don't know the main I'm, thing i don't want to see is this show um, jumping over King of the Monsters and its relevancy because it's starting to tie into Godzilla versus Kong, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not acknowledging King of the Monsters quite yet. It's a little bit with the the Godzilla, the Kaiju phone, but I don't want it to be like, aha, now here's everything that ties into Godzilla versus Kong. And it's like, well, what happened to King of the Monsters and Ghidra and all that other stuff that happened first, which yep. is clearly more important. That that's why I think their little militia group, their militia group, might become the terrorist group. Maybe like, disregarding like Shaw, disregarding Shaw and like Duval's involvement involvement with it. Mm. I think maybe that could be like the genesis because like they see what they can do by themselves. They don't need Monarch. Yeah, I mean, it could be an maybe. interesting spin if by like the end of one of the episodes we see. Um, I forget the actor's name who plays the the main bad guy in King of the Monsters. Like he comes rolling in, like he's gonna take over the operation, and be like, "Oh, yeah. you know, yeah." The, uh, he was he was in Game of Thrones at one yeah, point. Yeah, that I guy. Think. He was in Game of Thrones. That guy. Mm-hmm. So, but narrows it down a bit. <laughs> to for the pre- preview for the next episode, that's episode eight. That's titled Birthright, and the description does say the team goes back to where things all began to confront Shaw, which is like where things began to confront Shaw. So in Japan, it's either Japan, San Francisco, or I'm going to say where Keiko died. Mm. Cause that could, could be. be where it began for sure. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then they close out that description. It says on the brink of collapse, Monarch takes drastic measures. There's very little context for that. So this could be in the past and it, or it could be in the present. It's hard to really, say True. i feel like it could be the past because we know monarch has a, a a horrible dip in its operations leading up to like the 70s bill iranda because monarch is struggling at that time mm-hmm. so yeah and hopefully it's by king of the monsters by king of the monsters they do have like you know a giant like ship and everything so they're not doing too bad there yeah, so. they've got some money because they've got like avenger style like fancy flying planes and they've got like mm-hmm. the oil rig that's been converted into a giant base you know and under the got sea. random nukes lying around everywhere they can go and just feed to godzilla because lol yeah right <laughs> yeah so let's uh go ahead and get right into our episode rating for this week I would give this one a seven, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I still enjoyed like sort of like the sort of unwinding mystery. Um, and I, Tim being Tim now is just <laughs> funny. So that 
if a show makes me laugh, I always like it a bit more. Um, I'm curious. I am curious to where it goes, but I also really don't like some of the things and how they're introducing it so late in the game as well. Like, you know, the whole love between Kate and May and May and Kataro and that whole debacle. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still hopeful that they can stick the landing, but this put a bit of doubt that like maybe they're going to try and do too much. Mm. But yeah. Maybe yeah. they're going to leave it too open. Maybe May, Kate, and Katara will become a thruple. A thruple? A thruple. That's incest. That's gross. That's gross. It's a three couple. Shame on you, Dan. Three couple. Shame on you, Dan. I mean, <laughs> everybody's seen Game of Thrones. What ifs? <laughs> You have half brother and sister. I haven't. That's fun. It's so brandy. Um, I'm gonna give it a, give it a seven mm. as well. Um, I think Tim saved this episode. Um, this was this was the the mighty Tim's episode. Tim's redemption. Um, Tim's redemption. Yes, I agree. Hey, I didn't like him before. He was creepy. Okay, but I like him now. <laughs> All right, so. Good on you, Tim. It, and I agree with with Tom. Like, I'm interested to see like what happens next. Like, I need to know how Apex is playing into this. I need to know like, is May really like still working for Apex technically, or is she gonna uh, like mm-hmm. tell him to fuck off? I don't know. I have a feeling the Apex thing might just be like a throwaway reference be- because be. it's so long between between now and Godzilla versus Khan, I think they're like, hey, this is how it started. We're not going to talk about it again, but here it is. Do you think maybe (laughs) the next episodes will be more leading to King of the Monsters? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because there's still a five-year time gap between now and King uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. So, anyways, my uh, closing thoughts on this episode, I'm also looking at a seven on this one. I still liked a lot in this episode. Tim, especially, I think was great. I'm going to say mm-hmm. I've been behind Tim this whole time. I've been champion Tim. Yes, I've been saying he's, he's great. Shut and up. Was like, I don't we trust that guy. We know. I don't like him. He's creepy. Okay. Do you, do you want a medal or maybe a fun trophy? I just think you guys he have terrible judges of character. He wants his smashy award, which you can check out the right Tim now. Award. I want the Tim award. He wants the smashy of Tim. But anyways, there were a lot of things in this episode that I felt dragged it down or didn't really serve the story in a good way. Um, there's some cool stuff uh, like the the closing of the rift, the the peaks at Apex and how that was starting to form. I just really needed to start coming back around on more of the King of the Monsters stuff. So, yeah, that's a seven on, on my end as well. So interesting that we're kind of all like, yeah, it was OK, but we didn't like something. So, yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts? I, th- I feel like we've all talked enough and cut pe- each other off enough to get all our thoughts out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. less sex with less sex tricks this time. Cause, and I wonder why that's a thing. I wonder why. Cause and, I'm yeah, too tired. No, uh, Lily. I was trying, yeah. I was going to, I was bleeding to You're the trying Lily to bla- You were trying to blame Lily. I know, but it's really yeah. not her fault. It's usually mine. Yeah, so she, watch the Smashies on Couch Soup. <laughs> Just did the end of the year uh, episode for our 
gaming podcast Screen Smash, and we did our own little game awards ceremony and thanked everyone for supporting us. Like, you can support us with this show, and thank you for listening and watching, which you can do every week at 2 p.m. PST on Tuesdays at Couch Soup on YouTube or listen to wherever you enjoy podcasts. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Brandy and Tom. We'll see you all next week and feed your hungry kaiju soul. Be sure to head over to couchsoup.com to check out all the amazing articles and content like The Monarch Files and Screen Smash and Trailer Talk. Thank you for all your continued support. Before we say goodnight tonight, we have a special message from Lily Kay. Well, hello there. It's me, Lily Kay. I'm sorry I can't be part of this conversation because my Christmas present this year was, you know, getting sick. Because that's fun. <laughs> Great. Anyway, I, I do want to express how I feel about this episode and how things are looking for Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the salt levels are like rising really high at this point. I'm, I'm, I don't see why. Is, is, I, I wonder if this is going to be annoying. If it is, I'm sorry. Then I will try and not move. Um, but uh, you know, the, the whole Kate and May storyline is just so forced, and it's just so not because be- before you start yelling at me, not not because it's two women. I don't have any problem with that, but it sh- it just feels like like you know we already have a like love uh, triangle uh, in this series, which is if you ask me, also unnecessary. But like you know, whatever. And now we were forcing on another one, and you know the the, the entire behavior of of like uh, Kate in the situation where in the previous episode she was like, you know, oh I hate you, I don't want to see you again, go away, and now she's all worried and whatnot. Like, what what is going on? What what is happening? I do not understand. And the fact that they are just keep pushing poor Kentaro into the background is just. It's just annoying at this point. Like, you know, he's a great character and, and I feel like that he just keeps disappearing in this series because we are focusing on things that we are not that important, to be honest. Um, Kurt Russell is badly in it. We didn't even see Maya Russell in this episode, which is like, you know, it's always it's always a sin not to include both Russells. You, you, sh- you should always have both Russells in an episode. So yeah, I am very salty. I hated the last scene. Uh, Tim is getting better. I am surprised that he survived that uh, meeting with Godzilla, but like, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's getting better. I like him now. Tim is great. Tim is a Time Lord still. Uh, I still don't understand the, the fast travel thing. It's, it must be like a video game <laughs> option for them. Anyway, I am very salty. I am very sick. Merry Christmas. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland, 
Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.